This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Everyone, welcome into the Game Changers podcast. Today is Friday, September 29th. I'm your host, Ethan Westerman, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, It's been about as good of a past week for Arkansas women's sports as it could be. Uh, We're just going to get right into it. Starting with the soccer team, Arkansas is cruising right now in soccer. Um, Arkansas's outscoring teams in SEC play 10 to 1. And the next closest margin is South Carolina, who's outscoring teams four to two. So do the math real quick. That's Arkansas outscoring teams by nine in SEC play. The next closest is a team outscoring another by two, cumulatively. Um, Arkansas, you know, last week we talked about they knocked off Alabama. They really dominated that game at home. Um, That was a big one for them. And they had to do what's really tough to do. They had to hit the road and play a game a few days later after an emotional win. They went down to College Station and they came out with a 1-0 victory. Um, Kennedy Ball had a goal uh, right near the end of that one to put Arkansas on top. Um, That was a big win for them. And then they played again last night. Uh, They played at Missouri and um, they scored early in that one. It was kind of the opposite of the Texas A&M game. They scored early in that one um, and were able to close it out. Phoebe Carver has been playing very, very well as a freshman goalkeeper stepping in. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about her later. She'll be our game changer of the week. Spoiler alert. Um, But yeah, they're playing really well right now. They're ranked seventh in the nation. Um, That may change next week just with the way that they're playing. It seems like they're kind of primed to maybe inch even closer, you know, maybe the top five. So soccer team is doing really great right now. Um, Arkansas volleyball, they are cruising as well. So they had a really important match on Sunday. Texas A&M came into town um, and put up a fight. Texas A&M won the second set, actually. But the Razorbacks did what you want to see them do. They uh, they responded from that second set. And after dropping that one, they came out and they looked um, really sharp in the last two. They, I think they fell behind in both those final two sets early. And then as those sets progressed, they just really found the rhythm. They closed out Texas A&M and won that one three to one. Um, volleyball is ranked 14th in the nation. That's the highest since 1998. They'll probably inch up as well um, later this week, especially after what they did. Um, just a few nights ago, they had 24th ranked Auburn come into town. And I don't really know how else to coin it. They put a beat down on them. I mean, it. I, by the time that that match was over, um, I think Auburn was pretty defeated. Um, not only just, you know, physically out there getting beat, but I mean, it, I think it was taking a mental toll on them. I mean, Arkansas just owned that entire match. Um, they won the final set 25 to six. So they're playing very, 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 very well right now. Um, you know, their RPI is ranked at number eight, uh, in the last time that they dropped them, which was last weekend that has not accounted for the Texas A&M and Auburn wins, which could really give them a boost there. Texas A&M that same night that Arkansas uh, beat Auburn, they went on the road and took one from Florida, which highest ranked team in the sec ranked fourth in the nation. That is going to help out Texas A&M's RPI, which I believe was 26, um, whenever Arkansas played them. So that that's a win for Arkansas that might start looking better and better as SEC play goes along. Um, the volleyball team doing really well right now. If you haven't been out to one of their games at Barnhill Arena, those are a really good atmosphere. Um, it's a good team, a lot of veterans, and they're really, I mean, they really like to interact with the fans too. It's always nice to see after the game, you know, they get a nice crowd out there. And the first place that they go after they meet as a team is just to go out and talk to people. So they're really appreciative of any support that they get. Um, 
they're playing really well. You won't be disappointed going and watching them play. Um, that's Arkansas volleyball. A little update on them. Softball, um, it's been in the groove of it's kind of its fall schedule. It'll have another one of their uh, Razorback Unlimited scrimmages tonight. Uh, those are two double headers. Um, not two double headers, one double header, two games. Um, those start at 530 um, whenever those happen. Um, they're sprinkled across Fridays throughout the fall, but there's another one of those tonight at Bogle Park. Those are really entertaining to go to. Um, I think that, you know, it, it gives you a really good look at the team playing against each other. Um, you know, something you don't get to see, of course, later on in the year. But those are those are fun to go to um, if you haven't been to one. I'd recommend maybe giving that a shot. Um, women's tennis, they've been competing at Hilton Head in South Carolina this week. And then cross country, they get underway in Fayetteville today, actually, for the 35th Chili Pepper Festival. Well, on the other end of this break, I'll be joined by Arkansas women's basketball player Sailor Poffenbarger. She'll actually be the first student athlete to join the show this semester. Um, we've talked to three head coaches, one former head coach and one assistant coach up to this point. So excited to have Sailor be the first athlete to come on here. Uh, so you'll want to stick around for that. But before we go to the break, I wanted to give a quick um, shout out to something I just started doing this past week. <laughs> Hope to keep it up every week after this. If you go to wholehogsports.com, um, I'm doing a weekly women's kind of roundup just of everything that's happening. There's a lot of lot of women's sports. I'm trying to, you know, uh, give as much of coverage as I can to all of them, you know. Um, so in that latest report, I gave you kind of just an update on what all has been happening in the past week. Some players that have won some awards. Um, I really hope to keep doing that, and I hope that you'll check it out as well. Um, so once again, Sailor Poffenbarger, I'll be talking to her on the other end of this break, so hope you'll stick around for that. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Like I said today, I'm joined by Sailor Poffenbarger. She's my guest on this week's episode of the Game Changers podcast. Sailor, thanks for doing this. Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's been a busy summer for you guys. Um, of course, y'all went to Europe and played um in Croatia and Greece but also y'all um had 10 practices ahead of that just kind of what do you think that you've worked on the most this summer and how did you feel like those trips went I think for me my summer focus was like consistency in like my body I think that I focused so much on like my nutrition getting in shape um I not that like the weight matters but like I ended up cutting almost 15 pounds due to like changing my body fat and like eating differently and I think that that's just elevated my game because I'm I'm in so much better shape. Like I can play longer. I can I'm can jump a little bit. I'm a little faster. Like I think that sometimes I get taken away from that side of like, oh, okay, I need to work on shooting or I need to work on dribbling. And I think for me, it was such a big difference. Just literally changing my eating, like eating healthier, being more mindful of it. Like I mean, I'm not on a diet. Like I, I'm 20 years old. I'm not gonna like go and not eat ice cream, but like 
it's just more so being aware of kind of like what makes me feel best because I think that when I am eating healthy, I feel so much more energized at practice. I feel like I'm a better person. I'm able to be more present and like more intentional with how I spend my time just in general. That that was my biggest focus this summer. And I know uh, you told me before you spent some time down in Miami to train. You talk about um, like who you train with and um, like players and who is like your actual trainer. Yeah, I went and I was home for like two months. And so the whole time I trained with Alex McLean, who he's a trainer in D- the D.C. area. And I was also with Kiki Rice for about a month, who plays at UCLA, who's like one of my really good friends. But when we went to Miami, it was like more so to just have change of scenery. He works out a bunch of like NBA guys. And so he kind of works for them. So like when they tell him like, okay, I'm going to be in Miami, he kind of goes to Miami and we just go with him. And I think it was kind of cool because like training kind of gets complacent. Like you go to the same gym, you do the same workout every morning and it's just kind of like, you know, Groundhog's Day. And I think that for us going there, like we're doing the same workouts, but like being in a different environment, going and having like, okay, we're going to go to the pool. Like we're going to go to the beach or whatever. I think it was like really cool to have that before I came back to Arkansas, just to like, you know, have some fun. I was still focused and like busy, but I was also able to like spend time with Kiki, who's a good friend of mine, be in Miami and like train and have fun. Did y'all talk about playing each other this year? Yeah, we kind of, like, joke about it. She was, like, I mean, we were, like, are y'all going to be good? She was, like, are y'all going to be good? But, like, I don't know. We have never played against each other, so that it's going to be weird because we've only played with each other. Gotcha. How do you – does this go back to, like, high school? Yeah, we played with each other in AAU and, like, both EYBL times we played, and then I played with her at USA. USA. Okay. Will you talk about that experience, the USA basketball? I think that, like – it's just such a unique thing to ever go through at the age that you did. What do you think that that kind of did for you? I think that it, like, kind of um, was a reality check because at that point in my life, I'd never really, like, failed. And I didn't fail because I made the team, but I think that when I went, it was like, oh, my God, like, everyone is really good and everyone is their high school's best and everyone is their state's best, really. And just, like, kind of being around the competition, it was the first time I had been in a, like, in a situation where we all were really competitive and we all were really good. And I think that it helped me so much because it kind of allowed me a taste of, like, what my class was, who I was against. Like, I mean, literally the girls I played AAU with, like, I'm starting to now, or, I mean, USA with, I'm starting to now play, like, in the SEC, like, Janiah Barker or Sanaya Fegan. Like, we all, like, we go to South Carolina, we play each other, like, Kiki Rice, And so I think it's just kind of one of those situations where it's, like, really cool because uh, my whole USA team came and stayed with me, like, two summers after. Like, we were really close. And so it's, like, kind of watching from, like, not a distance, but, like, we're still in touch. But, like, at a young age, you don't realize how long these friendships are going to last. And, like, I think that it was really cool for me to go see the healthy competition and, like, honestly, like, go against people where, like, I couldn't do whatever I wanted and, like, I got to go home and realize, okay, this this is what I need to tighten up and this is what I do well and, like, all that. So taking it back to Arkansas now, um, last year was your first year playing for Arkansas. I know you had to redshirt that um, one year. Mm-hmm. Um, just what do you think, like, was kind of the biggest things you took away from your first year um, playing for Arkansas? Like, maybe some things that, um, you know, you can grow from. 
I think last year being the first year, I kind of just was like doing what I thought I needed to do, leading by example. And I had a really good year, but I think that just building off of it, just the consistency factor of like, I mean, there were some games I would come out and I would be really consistent on the boards or really consistent scoring. And then like other nights I wouldn't really do much. So I feel like what I carry over is more so working on the consistency offensively, defensively, like, like I said, being in better shape, uh, being more vocal now that I've been through it, I've experienced it. I think that those are my biggest things to take away for like, cause I don't know, I know I'm a sophomore, but like, I don't feel mentally like it. So like last year it was kind of hard for me to like, you know, just try to lead by example and just let my work go because, you know, I'm not going to, I wasn't going to come in and be like, oh, this isn't this. Like, I wanted to go let my abilities kind of show and then like now kind of move accordingly where I feel like this year I can be looked at as more vocal and more like I've had that, that experience. But I don't know. I feel like just the consistency side of it is really important for me. And then I know that year that you had to sit out it seemed like you and Amber Ramirez were really tight. Mm -hmm. What would you say that kind of her influence was on you in that year? Well, she's still one of my best friends to this day. We still talk all the time. But I feel like for her, we had been through a similar situation. Like, she transferred in. You know, she kind of had to, like, spend some time getting her groove back. And then she is an Arkansas legend. And I feel like for me, like, being she, like, took me under her wing. And, like, she mentored me and, like, kind of taught me everything like more so Arkansas uses like really different terms and so for me like that was huge because she just was like very intentional with how she would like talk to me and how we would work out together and like I mean she works out like extremely well and she's just very like she comes in gets her work done like she's a very hard worker and so just being able to like come watch her and like kind of have her mentor me was like really special and I think it helped me a lot just like seeing her on the court, like watching her throughout on and off the court was really helpful for me. So you're from Middleton, Maryland. Uh, Middletown. McK- Middletown. Mm-hmm. My bad. I, Sorry. No. I just didn't want you to keep saying No, it. thank you for correcting me. Middletown? Yeah. Not Middleton. I will make that mental note. You're from Middletown. Uh, Michaela's from Frederick, which you said is about 10 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. I know that y'all's paths really overlapped. Um, will you talk to me a little bit about, like, I guess the first time you met Michaela and um, how y'all competed against each other some? I don't really remember how old I was, but Michaela played with my brother before she played with me, and she played on Reese's AAU team. And that was, I think, the first time I had met her, actually. And then I've just kind of, like, competed against her, like, ever since then. We played each other all, like, through our years of high school. But... We kind of, like, would go to workouts together. Like, it got to a point where we would work out together. Like, she would come to my trainer, and, you know, we would work out together. Michaela loves to work out, and she has a great work ethic. So, like, she would go and come. Like, sometimes I wasn't even there. But I think that it was just, like, it was so weird because, obviously, I came out of high school and went to UConn, and, like, I never thought I would play with her. And so it's, like, kind of crazy to be at Arkansas and have two people from, like, a pretty small area in Maryland but I think it's really cool. Michaela has done so much here and she did so much in Frederick so that I think that just having her as our leader, like I don't think we could have someone better. Yeah. And so talking about leadership, you said Michaela is a good leader. I know you, like you said, you might in the years call them officially for academics or whatever, might not be in an upperclassman spot, but you 
I mean, with all the experience you have, you are one of the leaders on this year's team. Um, I guess kind of how are y'all taking some of those younger players like Talia and Jenna Lawrence and even you think of like Carly Keats is coming in. How are y'all kind of trying to lead this year? I think this year has a really like special group. Um, they're catching along so much that like I feel like it's more so the leadership of like we've been okay we were at practice for two hours now we're kind of getting off track like all right guys let's go let's pick it up like that kind of leader it's not like they kind of know what they're doing like I think that we have a really smart and like very coachable group that everyone kind of gets it and does it the right way it's more so just the leadership of like staying on path okay well like when when we get to the fourth quarter like we got to keep going and I think that just that leadership I don't know I feel like this year it's different. Like, I feel like it's not like certain people lead certain people. I feel like everyone kind of does a really good job of keeping each other up. And like, I mean, for me, you can't really tell like who the freshmen are. Which that's a really good, mm -hmm. good problem to have. Um, last question I'm going to ask you. We were talking to Michaela. She said that her first coaching experience was her mom and it didn't go very well. They got mad at each other a lot. I assume with your mom and her background, um, she was, like, one of the assist leaders all time at Missouri. Mm -hmm. I assume she was probably one of your first coaches. Yeah, she coached me all through high school, too. And, I don't know, me and my mom made it a joke, and I would always tell her I was her assistant coach because we would, like, go on the court. Like, I would come over, and, like, we were very – my freshman year, we struggled. Like, I was immature, and I was, like – I swear to God, like, if we would argue at home, like, I felt like she was mad at me at practice. Like, we had to get past that, but, like – I feel like once we kind of got past the freshman year, like, we just embraced it. And, like, a lot of people don't have a good experience with their parents. But, like, I feel like we had a great time. Like, we would, you know, talk about it. But we also had a good balance of, like, what was that basketball? Was that basketball? But, I don't know. It was always a joke that we would say, like, I was her assistant coach. Like, I would help her coach. Like, I would come over and be like, oh, they're doing this. Like, we need to do this. And then she would give me her input. But, like, a lot of times we saw eye to eye. That's a lot better than Michaela's story. It yeah. sounds like hers was a lot worse. Yeah. Sailor, thanks for taking the time to do this. Everyone, the women's basketball schedule dropped this week, the dates and times, so make sure and check out their schedule. I wrote a story on wholehogsports.com. You can check that out and make sure to catch some of their games this year. Special thanks to Sailor Poffenbarger for taking the time to sit down and talk with me for this week's episode. Um, I wanted to fill y'all in a little bit on the practices I've been to this week. Um, in case you didn't know, they started official practices on Monday. Um, so they've now had a full week um, of really getting ready for the season. It's kind of crazy to say, you know, for so long, um, it feels like the months drag without any sports. But once it starts in August, I mean, it seems to me like like all these fall sports just started. But if you look at it now, we're just a little under a month away from um women's basketball season starting. So it's been really good to be over there and see kind of a little bit of what they're doing. Um, in case you've been following the team at all, you know that they are uh, installing a press this year. Um, Mike Neighbors feels like it's a way that the team can maybe have a leg up on other SEC competition. Um, he has the depth this year to do it. Um, and I'll be the first to vouch for that. I mean, if you go to one of their practices, they have about nine or 10 girls who look ready to play, um, play major college basketball. So Neighbors thinks that this is a way that they can really create an advantage. I personally think it's a way that they can create an advantage just because they have a lot of length. They're pretty fast. Um, and it's just a new look that they haven't, you know, ever done before. 
So uh, we had some media availability with Coach Neighbors and then with three players this week. The three players were Michaela Daniels, Samara Spencer, and Miriam Dowda. Um, I just want to play a couple clips real quick. Um, this is Mike Neighbors and Michaela Daniels on the press that they're installing this year. To create an advantage in this league is really hard. And I think one way we can do that is, is with this team, with the depth and with the speed. And, you know, people have already said that we're kind of hard to prepare for. But now you're going to have to prepare for the press, too. On top of that, I think we're going to steal a lot of practice time. Um, and I want that to be maybe an advantage that we do have when it comes, you know, time for SEC opponents. Our conditioning has changed a lot because now we're pressing and we like to play fast. And when you add pressing onto that, we when we first started it, we were tired, wore out. But now we're kind of getting back into shape and just I think it puts a different type of pressure on SEC teams. I mean, we know we're playing against skilled guards, but if we can take an extra 10 to 8 to 10 seconds off the shot clock, like that's a win for us because that's 10 less seconds they have to set up into their offense. And I think this is a pretty hungry group that they have this year coming back. I think that that really stung with them last year missing the NCAA tournament. They were right on the doorstep, but too many games that they lost to just really close um, ended up biting them in the butt. Um, this is a team that they're really experienced. They're, if it's not just the experience of them being an upperclassman, like maybe your Michaela Daniels or your Samara Spencer, it's experience playing with each other, which I think can be really invaluable once the season rolls around. They know that they were close to making the NCAA tournament last year. They don't want to miss it again this year. And hear what Mike Neighbors had to say about how he thinks that that might have maybe left a bad taste in their mouth. This group's really hypersensitive to little things because we know how close last year six games were that were all decided by little things. So there was a moment in practice yesterday when somebody said, you know, um, last year we might have moved on. This year we got it right. So hopefully there keeps being more of those moments. You know, it's always good whenever you hear that a team maybe learn from their mistakes of the past. And that certainly seems to be, you know, what Arkansas did from last year. It seems like they're maybe taking the smaller details a little bit more seriously. Well, they assembled a really tough schedule for the non-conference. Um, just a few of those games on the schedule that are going to test them before SEC play rolls around. I mean, right off the bat, the one that stands out to me is they're hosting UCLA um, in Bud Walton Arena. That's that's going to be a game against a team likely in the top 10, if not the top five. They're projected, I think, right now by ESPN, a way too early number three. So um, definitely going to be one of the better teams in the country. Who knows? By then, I know things can change once the season rolls around, but from the from the start of the season, it looks like that's probably going to be a really highly ranked team coming in there. Um, another game they play, it's in the ACC-SEC Challenge. They're going to go to Florida State. That's a team that is really talented. Um, they're also projected to be safely in the tournament, probably a pretty high seed. Um, and then also they're going to play Illinois in an invitational as well. Um, Illinois made the tournament last year. They should be pretty solid again this year. They're playing um, all the in-state teams again this year. Uh, they'll go back to Arkansas State. Um, but this is a schedule that Mike Neighbors, I think he's he's pleased with because he knows what he'll have in his team before SEC play rolls around. I did not want to turn the calendar into December and not know some things. We're going to know some things. We, we won't be undefeated. If we're undefeated, we'll be number four or five in the country. If we're undefeated. I don't think we'll be undefeated. Maybe we will, but if we are, we're going to be in one of the top five teams in the country. Otherwise, if our record is less than perfect, we're going to be whatever we are, but we're going to know about our team going into the turn, going into the SEC. 
And in case you missed it, this team got to go play an exhibition trip this summer um, over in Europe. They played in Croatia and Greece. And as beneficial as I'm sure that those games were playing, you know, competition over there, I think what might even have been a little bit more beneficial was they got to have 10 practices ahead of that trip um, to really fine tune things with a, a pretty new group. You're mixing in um, talented freshmen such as Talia Scott, a five star from Florida. Um, Jenna Lawrence, she was highly recruited. She's um, from Melbourne, Arkansas. She finished her high school career in Farmington. Uh, they added Carly Keats. She is a junior college transfer. She's really talented. Um, they just added a, quite a few new pieces this summer that, um, like I said, they're experienced, but they had to add some also fresh new pieces. So that gelling, you were wondering, um, you know, how that would go. I think these practices really helped out with that. Um, hear what Samara Spencer had to say about how she thinks that that trip um, and just all that led up to it might have really helped them going into, you know, official practices this week. We basically started like it was day 11, not day one. So for us, it was more so about uh, perfecting and fine tuning the stuff that we had gone over before we went to Europe. And so uh, with our press, it looked pretty good to me. Honestly, it did. We still had some like tweaks that we had, but, you know, it was the first day back doing it. So it was just like take that and build on it today and the rest of the week and make sure we get it perfected before we bring it out there on the court. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of an update from women's basketball. Um, as the season inches closer and I'm going to some of these practices, I'll try and do that a little bit more regularly just to kind of keep you in the loop of what's happening over there. But each week before we close the show, I highlight a game changer of the week. Um, last week, it was Bella Field of Soccer. Um, a reminder, this is a title I give to someone each week who's doing something that makes them a game changer, whether that's in their competition to play, in the community, or in the classroom. And I'm going to keep it with soccer this week. Uh, our game changer of the week is freshman Phoebe Carver of soccer, the goalkeeper. And my goodness, since she stepped in for Sierra Cota Yard um, for the Alabama game, because uh, she's playing for her Portuguese national team right now, uh, Carver has held three consecutive teams scoreless. Um, she had two saves last night against Missouri. She had six Sunday against Texas A&M and had five in that Alabama match. And that's really tough for anybody to do. But this is a freshman doing it. Um, and this team has a lot of freshmen stepping up. You think of Kennedy Ball, who actually had the game winner in the victory over Texas A&M on Sunday. Um, Phoebe Carver, she is playing great right now. That is a really tough position to be in, but she's stepped up um, and she's really made the most of the moment. So Phoebe Carver, that is your game changer of the week. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the Game Changers podcast. I'm Ethan Westerman. I appreciate you listening in, and I'll see you at the same time next Friday. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.